Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Miraculous Ladybug, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by April Collins. Hello. And Sarah Dolman. Hi. Uh, today we are talking Frozer, the latest episode of Miraculous Ladybug, aka uh, the Ice Skater. Um, yeah, and uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, we are very excited to get into this very eventful episode of Ladybug. Uh, the the hits keep coming here with a lot to talk about. A lot of episodes in a row. What is the show like? Uh, tons of episodes coming out. I don't I don't know what's happening. We talked. Uh, is this a real show? I'm confused. <laughs> Uh, I ask myself that sometimes. Yeah, like airs regularly. <laughs> who, who knows? Yeah. We, we talked uh, Maledictator recently and the entire Queen's Bee uh, arc and uh, all, all that at OverlyAnimated.com. Yeah, we cover every new episode of Ladybug. Find us there on iTunes. Search for Ladybug uh, Overly Animated or on YouTube, YouTube.com slash Overly Animated. Uh, subscribe uh, any of those places and you will not miss any of our future podcasts. Um, Delaney will be back for the finale podcast. She's fine. She's just busy. So, uh, Concerned concern people, Delaney, uh, we'll be back later. Okay. Um, but Frozer, uh, we are covering the French uh, version, actually, of this episode, the original yeah! French version. Yeah. It's the first one in like 10 podcasts. I've also seen the, the English dub, though, so we can compare and contrast um, a little bit. Uh, there's only really one place where we need to talk about the, the English dub. Other than that, the, we're going to be referencing the French one. Yeah, the Miraculous Subs version of the French version of Frozer. So, yes, let's get into this episode. Uh, crazy one, April. Uh, please summarize your reactions to Frozer. <laughs> okay, luckily I wrote a, a summary. Um, but so overall, I think this was another great episode um, for this season. Um, it toyed with my emotions. Uh, like all of like the drama stuff was just like so perfect. And I loved it. We even got some like super great like Hawk Moth lines. Um, and you know that I love him. Uh this was another episode where I literally like at one point was just laying on my floor because um, I had to take like a 10 minute break in the middle of it because I w- it wasn't even in the middle. It was like six minutes in. Um, so uh, I had like some points that just kind of like fell short for me. And I'm like, well, like certain things with like the villain. Um, but and we can get into to more of that later. Uh, but. I like this episode made me kind of like think that it was like very like season one esque, but it was totally different if that kind of makes sense. Um, but I still like really, really enjoyed it. Plock is my hero and Kagame is my girl. Um, I love them so much in this episode. <laughs> so I was super excited to see not just her, but also Luca. Um, Cause I thought they were both dead. And that we were going to have to use Miraculouses to bring them back to life. Oh, no. But no, here they were. (laughs) So I was like, I screamed each time, like out loud, I screamed whenever they came on screen. And I was like, yeah, look at you. Just for existing? Okay, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, because we we like, like get all of these random like characters who like become villains and do this and that. And then, like, they're there for an episode, and then they just disappear, and we don't ever see them again. And uh, I was, and that's kind of like how I felt was going to be the the case with like Luca and Kagami. But no, they came back in the same episode, nonetheless. And the whole date concept was great, and going on a double date. uh... Yes. Okay, April. Uh, (laughs) Did you say Plog was your hero? Did you say that? 
Yes. Why? He had Why? one of my favorite lines in this whole. He's comparing <laughs> girls to cheese. That's what. No, your... it wasn't even that. It's <laughs> my... <laughs> That's all he said. What else did he say? No, he because there's he, that he said he said where... one thing in the bathroom. Is that it? Yeah, okay. and he said. You're supposed to be in love with Ladybug, yeah. but then <laughs> yeah. you ditch Kagame to run after Marinette. And yeah. I was like, this quote is my life right now. <laughs> yeah, I like Plaga referencing all three uh, love interests. And also, he knows, too. So he's like a son exactly. of <laughs> He's and trying to hint at it. That, exactly. That's why he's my hero. Because I was like, yes, put it in Adrian's face for me, please. And then, like, Adrian just killed it. And he's like run after marinette no she's just a friend whatever you're a liar adrian mm. uh. yeah, uh, okay okay well that's, uh, i'm glad um, we brought that plug line up very early but yeah uh, that was uh, i guess a highlight okay sarah what are your what are your frozer reactions my frozer reactions well dylan this episode it made me feel quite so many feelings. It played with my emotions time and time again. It took my heart and toyed with it like it was child's play, just like how ice skating is after Adrian takes his lessons from Philippe. And it was one fake out after the next, after the next, and I just couldn't handle it. I don't know how I will ever trust again, but I probably <laughs> will end up trusting this show again because I love it and this episode is great. Okay, yeah. Is it, I feel like that was Delaney after, like, the second identity fake-out. She was like, I'm never trusting the show again. So that's you. I, I, I have, like, slightly more serious thoughts, too. Uh, so, like, oh, this is... Uh, Frozer? Serious? What? What, 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 what? what could you possibly seriously take away from this episode, Sarah? No, I know. I mean, I thought it was great because it played with my emotions so hard. Um, I mean, I'm bound to love any episode with figure skating, but, you know, I, I also loved having Kagami come back. Uh, a little less love for Luca, which I'm sure we will get to. How dare you? Uh, but it was <laughs> just a Luca fan poster. club, okay? <laughs> hey, April, I'm pretty sure you were anti-Luca in past podcasts. Yeah, do you think you can turn around like that? Yeah, what is this heel turn, April? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get back to that. Okay. Anyway, so yeah. Okay. Anyway, yeah. It was a roller coaster. I was along for the ride. Okay. Yeah. That's that's a good it's a good description. This is the episode that um you thought you thought that season two would when we heard the concept of like Luca and Kagami existing, you're like, okay, this is what this entire season is going to be about. It's going to be this uh this uh, fake out romance drama type stuff with um them as this their their love interests that aren't Marinette and Adrian, like they're that aren't each other. And uh, I am shocked that it is only one episode of the season that we got this uh, this this uh, over the top uh, melodramatic romance nonsense with with Kagami and Luca. Like, uh, th- like really, you you this, it's feel like the show has uh, displayed such restraint in the season, not doing Frozer <laughs> the whole time. Really, I mean, uh, it took us until the end to get here, mainly because uh, the episode took forever to make, I guess. But like, uh, it's it, it's it's a shocking given that we've seen this that we didn't do more of this. Um, I actually think Frozen is a really good episode. Uh, it's it's not uh, immediately apparent uh, whether this episode is like good or not, just because you react to all the crazy uh, melodrama in the episode, and that's like first uh, first viewing um, reactions and stuff. But I, I I really enjoy that stuff, and it was great in the episode. I thought it was all really well done. 
And uh, also the episode, I think, is just a good start to finish. I think that the villain stuff is surprisingly good and, like, really well done. Like, I think this is, like, one of the most well-produced episodes of the show. The the ice skating sequences um, all over Paris towards the end of the episode are really uh, well put together. And we're just, like, considering, like, that's the down part of the episode because <laughs> the, uh, we're here for the, the romance drama and not for not for the... Uh, the random akumatizations, I feel like, but, uh, it's, it's, uh, it was, it was like shockingly good to me. So, um, I actually think it's like, this is like kind of a top tier episode, uh, even though it's like not obvious because it's all over the place and super over the top melodramatic, but, uh, I'm living for that. So, uh, and also, uh, my fave Luca was in this episode. So of course I love it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's talk I'm so about. Glad he's not dead. Let's talk about. Let's talk about Luca. Then the, the top story. No. Okay. So uh, <laughs> probably near the top of the story list, but I feel like the uh, most maybe the most notable thing is the way the uh, episode begins and then uh, ends with these uh, fake out daydream scenes from. Oh my gosh. Okay. First off, can I point out that they both want hamsters? Yes. <laughs> Because I thought that was great. April, so they both mention hamsters. What is? And also, if we go back to Sandboy, Marinette also mentions a hamster in her, yes! her dream during Sandboy. There's so, April, please psychoanalyze the two of them in wanting hamsters. What does that represent? Look, they both enjoy cuddly and furry things, and neither one of them, because of... Uh, is, is, ca- is cat cuddly and furry? Is that it? Well, here's the thing. Neither one of them wants a cat, and it's simply because of cat noir. Because like, Adrian's like, look, if I get a cat, then it'll be obvious that I am cat noir. <laughs> and uh, Marinette will never get a cat because she'll never admit that she like like she's like, if I get a cat, then that means that I also like cat noir. So <laughs> it's because of. So they're like, we need a tiny and furry, cuddly creature, except don't cuddle hamsters because they will die. Um, <laughs> and this has been my TED Talk. Is it, <laughs> is, is it just foreshadowing of our next uh, superhero, the hamster? Like, is that the next? Uh, yeah. Who, who, who should be the hamster on the show? Um, I think Rose, because she's the... I was, uh, I was just yeah. about to say Rose. Get out of my head, Dylan. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but... The hamsters are symbolic because that just means that they're meant to be together. So. No, they, that you just that didn't mean anything. You just you just said well because they both daydream about having hamsters for for with each other. Yeah. Okay. So it is, it, they ha- they found like a common goal. A common a yes. Yeah, that's a good life goal. Um, Sarah, so are you are you behind uh, the hamster as the representation of Marinette and Adrian's love? I don't know. I mean, I guess you know. When you combine a ladybug and a cat, you get a hamster. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think it, it makes a lot of sense because you know it's it's small and and unassuming. Just how they're just so entirely unassuming of each other's identities, even though it's so obvious. <laughs> okay. um, it's a small, unassuming, but filled with love, and that's what their relationship will be like once they have their hamster. Okay, uh, that was a shockingly good answer to that stupid question. So we it are really we're, we're, we're on board <laughs> with. Read my notes. <laughs> you did not write about the hamster as the symbol of Marin and Adrian in your notes. Yes, I did. No, you take a picture. You did not do that. <laughs> in, your, in your four-page notes, you did not. You did not write about the hamster. I, there is hamster in my outline twice because they mentioned it twice. Anyway, the beginning of this episode, we have this daydream from Cat where he. Where he uh, he's him revealing himself to Ladybug and uh, April, were you buying it when you when this happened right away? Cat reveals himself as Adrian. 
Yes, I totally bought it. <laughs> did you really? <laughs> For like a moment. And then <laughs> like I I did. And it's funny because, well, because I saw the trailer or whatever for this episode. And I was like, oh, my God, this is really happening. But then whenever they like went to like that sort of different like art style and everything, I was like, okay, I'm a little bit skeptical now. And then they're like, he like snaps out of it or whatever. And then I was like, oh, like, why couldn't this have just happened? Like, just shove it in our faces like that. Because that would have been great. Like, especially if it had been real, I never would have suspected that to, for them to like be serious about it, which would have been the perfect identity reveal, actually. So, so. because you wouldn't have suspected it, you thought it might actually be true. Yes. Okay, that doesn't make any sense, but okay. Uh, here's an update. April has sent over a picture of uh, her notes, which say, hamsters, colon, they both want hamsters. Um, I don't think that really qualifies as the, as the symbol of their, uh, I guess it's implied from, from that notation. So I think we'll give it to her. Okay, so April April did, was prepared for that. With her notes. Uh, Sarah, this was in the trailer for the episode. So were you were you, uh, were you thrown off at all by this being right away? Um, no, I, I, I was like, okay, I mean, they're not going to show us the actual identity reveal in the trailer. Like, that's not happening. So when I saw mm, it coming at first, I mean, part of me, part of me was kind of like, was like, wait, wait, is, wait are, are they actually doing it? No, they're not actually doing this. But like, they're not, they're not actually doing this. Um, I didn't really believe it. But at the same time, I was like, it, like, 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 like it, it almost is. It's so ridiculous that they would just have it happen at the beginning of the episode that it's almost believable because of the show being the way it is. Um, yeah, it would be the type of <laughs> yeah. stupid thing that the show would do. But it, it, like, Especially it, it, like this season, like... <laughs> Yeah, at the very least, it throws it's it like throws you off because the show's never done anything like this before. It's never like had a thing where it's it's ostensibly just reality and then it's just not like they just like it. It really is intent is to trick you because it plays as if the scene is real and then you are supposed to subtly realize after that like part of it was true and then it cut off and then it went into daydream. Like uh, offering the rose was actually a thing that happened, but then it stopped there. Like it's kind of confusing actually. So I think there's actually a lot of um interesting uh, narrative device use behind it. And then at the end of the episode um marinette is uh daydreaming that uh she is able to tell adrian uh that uh, she loves him i love you adrian even if you love kagami i had to tell you um and he says it's you i love and they can get married and have a beautiful house and a dog or a cat or a hamster yeah so that's uh, as as uh extensively discussed already um and uh not yeah so the both both of them like had like the reality is she did run up to adrian and started to say something but uh just not that so i thought that it was really interestingly used um it's definitely like uh very deceptive of your audience because there's no indication other than the absurdity of both scenes and the fact that the show never has progression like that that either was fake um the second one you got the you get the shtick given that uh the first one happened although it's like very it's like 20 minutes away from each other so maybe you forget a little bit um but uh yeah, it was interesting. No, I knew I was being punked the second time. <laughs> oh, second time you, uh, you caught on. <laughs> the second one is more believable, though. Um, yes, but I was also, like, still very worked up about it because I was just like, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, my heart is going to pound out of it, my chest right now if this act, if this is the one that actually ends up being real. Because, yeah. again, it's, like, the same thing where you're, like, like, they're not afraid to toy with us in this way. And so... 
Like, I did. I had to, like, I was like, am I being punked again? Like, where's Ashton Kutcher? Is he going to come out? <laughs> oh, that, haven't you heard? He's the next uh, guest star character on uh, in season three of Ladybug. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, but then, like, I was like, like, it was right as after Marinette set, like, get, like, confess confess her love and then adrian was saying or told her like like i don't love kazami i love you and i was like no he's too nice like he's not gonna say that like <laughs> oh that's so that's what clued you in yeah okay yeah. That, that's the yeah, that's the giveaway um yeah I, I think in the chronology of the show in like you know season eight season nine when we get to actually doing things um marinette <laughs> confesses her feelings will happen before the identity reveal so i think that that one uh is like we need that to happen first uh before we can get to the identity reveal maybe i mean they could do either one but if we want to do that'll happen first and then adrian will be like he'll be like no like i'm in love with another person i'm so sorry and then he'll have the courage to i mean he's already confessed his love to ladybug but then at the same time he will do it again but also reveal his identity and then like marinette will be like oh my god adrian was Chat Noir the entire time, and then she'll reveal her identity. It'll all happen at once. It'll be very emotional, and uh, I will cry. Pass uh, on that. Let's let's, no. let's let's we have so many big things. Let's space them out. Anyway, if we want to do the, the their dating thing while still haven't I revealed the identities, we can do it. anyway. Um, okay, let's talk. We I've waited long enough. I have to talk about Luca. Okay, so Luca and <laughs> Kagami are in this episode, and uh, they're the stunning return of both characters. Uh, even though they're in like that music video that one time, it's the but this both this is both of their second episodes. Was Kagami in the music video, or is it just Luca? I don't remember. Just Luca. Um, yeah, I think wow. so. So this is the Kagami's literal second appearance, and. Um, but this episode is uh you they introduce these characters and it's like oh they're the they're the fake love interest for Marin and Adrian and then their their introductions they aren't they both aren't really that like Luca is a little bit at least um but Kagami is definitely not that for Adrian in in her first appearance on the show so then they're coming back here and we get both of them at once and they are each other's dates in the double date to the ice rink and uh boy uh both of them have some interesting things to do April uh who who shined to you more who who's your character of the episode is it Kagami or Luca it's Kagami because <laughs> it's Kagami because she was a force to be reckoned with on that ice ring like she knew she like you had this feeling that she suspected that Adrian was talking about Marinette the entire time mm. in terms of like his like his feelings going unmet or whatever um emotional stuff that he had said but it it like shows especially in like Kagami's actions on the ring with Marinette and Luca and all of them like especially whenever she says the um what is it it's because you hesitate you're not able to stand and I never hesitate I was like whoo girl like that line was great but then she's also like she sort of like calls Adrian out too she's like oh is the only reason why you invited Marinette and Luca because you were afraid to be alone with me like and even then like she like shows off for him and everything like that and don't get me wrong Luca's got some smooth moves but I just thought that like Kagami like her forcefulness was very like yeah. I don't know it is did she... it for me oh it did it. okay interesting uh it's <laughs> she's extremely assertive the entire episode with her uh desire for Adrian um Sarah did you see that coming that Kagami was uh, so into Adrian here um I guess so. I mean, you know, she's passionate about fencing, and he was <laughs> he the fences, one that could okay. <laughs> and, and, and so, you know, you connect people over those shares. Are you also on things. Team Kagami here over Team Luca? Um, yes. 
What did you like about her in this episode? Um, like pretty much exactly what April said. Like, like really, she's she's so blunt about you know what she what she's thinking. Like, she says what she wants to say, and she asks what she wants to ask. Like, she she is so direct and forthright, and I gotta admire that. Um, and she gives good advice too. Like, I mean, you know, like you know, if you're pining after something and it's you're not getting what you want, then sometimes maybe you have to change the target and i thought that was perhaps not the worst advice change the target to her right right well I feel no, like it was that's a not who bit. i okay. wanted him to change the target to but but can we talk about how i think who kagami truly wants is marinette oh because uh <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> she helps her up off the ice rink and yes <laughs> their chemistry her. was undeniable <laughs> who you got? Uh, who you got? Marinette and Kagami's chemistry, or Marinette and Luca's chemistry? Uh, obviously, Marinette. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's uh, that. That was a great scene of uh, help. Yeah, help. She helps her up, and she like whispers in her ear, very close. You know, um, like I never hesitate. Yeah, like that's a challenge. Yeah, yes. <laughs> which had never hesitate about being with Marinette. And, you know, good, good <laughs> right? Be, good be. Or you know, getting what she wants. Yeah. Which uh, secretly, obviously, Marinette, not Adrian. Um, yeah, we'll get to that later. Uh, so Ka- Luca is clearly the the best character in the episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, here. come on, uh, April. I thought you're now a Luca stand. So why aren't Look, you? Did I was you pick very Luca? excited to see him because again, I thought he was dead. But it's <laughs> very concerned for concerned for his uh, being alive is step one towards standup, April. <laughs> Look, I just, I really liked that he, like, it was very obvious the entire time. Not that we didn't get it in his first episode, but, like, he was into Marinette, and he was digging her, and, like, you know, first he starts by playing her the song of it, or the the song of her heart, or whatever, Mm -hmm. because that was Mm -hmm. the line from the first episode, and I... (laughs) And then she, I mean, she admits that she likes him and everything, but, like, I thought some of their scenes were super goofy when they were ice skating. You didn't, like, you weren't feeling that when she let, he, like, a hell spun her over his, over oh, his head. Oh, no, I had to take a break And they're, like, side that. by side, and they had the dreamy so, background, you know? I legit, I had to take another break after that. <laughs> but, like, I was like, I'm, what did I say? I was like, I'm so frustrated right now, I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the romantic ice skating we've always wanted on the show, right? Was Marinette and Luca? Well, no, right. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, so here's why Luca's the best is because <laughs> you haven't even let me tell say why I don't think he's the best. <laughs> that's uh, that's not a valid opinion, so it's fine. Uh, everyone everyone stands Luca. We all we all know he's the best. Excuse me. <laughs> I think it's been clear that you that there's been that the, <laughs> you haven't given any chance to explain why. Okay, why, why, what, what did you not? Well, okay, let me give the pro first, then you give the con. Okay, fine, let's give, fine. let's give the. We got to give the. Uh, there's so many Luca fans out there. I know every, he's like the most popular character on the show, so people can be disappointed if we don't give the positive perspective on Luca first. And the positive perspective is that he is so dreamy with his lack of eyelashes, and uh, he's used his music. <laughs> And uh, he's just, uh, he's such a dreamboat. And here's the real reason, is he's so respectful of Marinette this entire episode. And I think it's really great how um, Marinette's wishes are first in his mind. And even though he is into Marinette to a certain extent, that's, uh, he's very, very quickly sees at the end, like, this is not what you want. Go after Adrian. Um, What a good look for Luca. 
that's true. He was very respectful. Yeah. Uh, so what what turned what turned you off about Luca Sarah this episode? In in general, uh, other in than general. the other than other than the eyelashes. <laughs> the eyelashes. Okay. Well, I mean, I mean, I don't know if I can if I can like pinpoint exactly what it is about Luca that just I do not like, but it's basically his whole vibe that he has going on about being this nice guy who's just way too chill like does he ever feel anything <laughs> like, like, like he expresses, does he express He's any emotion this episode yeah. <laughs> can he express any emotion that isn't like through his guitar that's how like, he expresses himself, dude. Like, he's like, he's just, like, he's this nice, like, way too chill guy who speaks all of his feelings through, and other people's feelings through music. Like, he's this edgy teenager trying to be cool. And, you know, he's later, he's, you know, in the episode, he's like, oh, I'm sorry, but I already live for music. Like, come on, come on. Like, I might have, a new, I might have a new song to write. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I forgot about that line, Dylan. It's the best one. Sarah, Sarah, how, how dare you? Two things. One, he's not trying to be cool. He is cool. He's the coolest, okay? He lives on a boat and plays the songs of your heart, Sarah. Isn't that, isn't that everyone's dream boy? Like, uh, no. come on. He lives on a boat with his, like, weird pirate mom? Yeah, like, uh, come on. I'm putting this in my, me and my husband's divorce papers. What? Doesn't, doesn't live on a boat, yeah. That's doesn't play the songs of my heart. That's just a requirement. I mean, come on. And, uh, you know, number two, how, 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 how dare you question his chillness? He is the most chill. He has worked so hard to be that chill, Okay. How do you know that? How do you know he's not just been this emotionless person his entire life? No, one does not just uh, be he's uh, actually be that a psychopath. This like... is a, yeah, well, unless he's like a sociopath, he could be. We have not seen that much from him. Is he? Uh, is, this is a, a, a front he's putting on, and uh, he. But yeah, he expresses himself through his songs. That scene of him, uh, yeah, on uh, on the boat, and uh, Marina goes up, and he's like, "Here's how you feel," and and here's how you should feel. That's so crazy. <laughs> that's my Luca voice. Yeah, that's. Ah. <laughs> okay. so who 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 didn't love that though? <laughs> like, if you were to see my face whenever Luca is on the screen, you would just see this visible look of disgust. Sarah, <laughs> Sarah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna play you a song about how you feel about me. It goes it goes <laughs> like this. <laughs> but here's how you should feel feel about me, Sarah. <laughs> Why don't you feel that way about me, Sarah? Okay. And uh, <laughs> I just want, okay, I just want Luca to uh, keep playing songs about how everyone feels at every juncture in this show. And we're going to have the identity reveal, and then Luca comes out with his guitar, and he's like, this is how you guys are feeling for each other. It's like... He just shows up out of nowhere. Yeah. From between an alley. Luca just narrates the emotions. chat. Oh my gosh. And then uh, Luca chat reveals himself, and it's actually Luca, and it's Marinette's dream, and she wakes up, and Cat uh, <laughs> takes out a uh, guitar. It's like, let me let me play how how you feel how I feel about you. Okay, I'm leaving. Okay, I'm leaving. <laughs> Sarah, Sarah. I, t- I told you, I told you to feel this way about me. Dylan, is that your hog mom? 
<laughs> no, Hawkmoth is very different, okay? We'll, we'll get to that I'm in like, a second. Like, when did Lucas okay. turn into Hawkmoth? Hillary clearly has a wide range of impressions. I, look, so I he's showing <laughs> These these uh, incredible male characters. I have a wide yeah. Hawkmoth, uh, t- t- uh, Darkwing's rise. He goes away, and then it's uh, actually Luca. Yeah, and <laughs> that was Hawkmoth's identity the entire time. <laughs> I think that would be good. Okay, so the the most ridiculous <laughs> scene of the episode. It was all it was all a fake. It was that's this is Luca was a yeah. That's how you, he was this unassuming chill bro, and then uh, no, he's actually Hawkmoth. Okay, the most ridiculous scene of the episode is uh, when Marinette falls down in the ice rink. We've already talked about part two of the oh scene, but, my but part God. one, <laughs> and then Luca and Adrian both go over and uh, reach out a hand to her to help her up. And sh- and they we, there's the shot of this the screen cap of them both putting their hands towards her and then Marinette puts her hands up towards Luca and she doesn't know put towards Adrian she doesn't know <laughs> and then the ice skating instructor comes in and almost kills her with his blade <laughs> he ruins the he ruins it but uh, it's the, that's like how melodramatic and representative of the love tri- that's the most love triangle representative scene I've ever seen like okay. uh, what. I literally screamed out loud at this. And this was the point when I had to tell myself to keep breathing. And, like, I took notes. Like, I had all these thoughts. Because I was like, man, how awkward would it be if, like, she didn't grab Luca's hand? And also, shame on both of them. Because Adrian was clearly skating with Kagame. And he's over there checking out Marinette. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, she crashes into a wall. But also, like, Luca let go of her hand. And how did he not notice that she was also about to crash into the wall like what is wrong with these boys <laughs> how distracting uh, i think a lot distracting. of things <laughs> <laughs> well we know sarah hates lucas so. <laughs> april you uh, you are uh really uh ju- ju- tr- jumping off the uh tr- trying to make it seem like you're the uh not also not hating luca but we we have the tapes on this okay you can't you can't fool us look i just no, if anyone's to blame for Marinette crashing into the wall, it's Luca because he let go of her hand. And I th- then, I think what's wrong with these boys is hormones, and that's what's wrong with the entire episode. Is it's all what? it's all teenage hormones. These and, teenagers uh, don't have their hormones figured out, Dylan. I'm so confused. Really, you could say that's the problem with the entirety of the show. Is uh, that's what dra- <laughs> driving the conflict behind Miraculous Ladybug? Yeah, oh, man. and that's why we love it, right? Is yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then Kagami shaken up. <laughs> yeah, Kagami comes over, helps uh, Marinette up. We talked about this. Yeah, and uh, boy, what a uh, <laughs> what a stupid scene! But I loved it. It was it was great. <laughs> The, the the only like there's more stupid scene. They said the episode is filled, and when I say stupid, of course, when I'm talking about Ladybug, stupid means good because uh, yeah. I want the show to be as stupid as possible because it's the most entertaining for me. Is I was going to say all of our favorite episodes are the ones that just have like really like dumb concepts behind them. Yeah, replace when I say stu- replace stupid with absurd. That's a better there word. You know, absurd also is a negative connotation. But um, the second most absurd scene of the episode is when uh, Marinette runs to the bathroom and then. <laughs> Adrian comes after her, and they both have debrief sessions with their Kwamis on opposite sides of the bathroom door. <laughs> and neither here hears each other talking to the Kwamis, and they just talk about each other, even though they're like five feet from each other. And they can't hear these uh, separate conversations through the door. No. But even though they are communicating in some form, they, they call out to each other. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, they're just whispering really softly, clearly. I just I just love how Adrian's skating with Mar- with Kagami, and then all of a sudden he's like, wait, my marinette senses are tingling. I must go help her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I can't take credit for that. It's in, it's in a fan art um, by, by the fan artist Vaseline. But I just saw that, and I was like, oh, my God, that is, that's Adrian right there. <laughs> Adrian just realized that you just keep track of marinette at all times. <laughs> Adrian, Adrian, this is how you really feel about Marinette. <laughs> like love, 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 love theme. Like Adrian, follow your heart. Like okay, we just need like uh, Luca to have Adrian consult his emotions. I think that would really solve everything here. I think we just need Luca to just do like a narration for every episode. I think what we're yeah, the conclusion we're arriving is that more, much more Luca is what we really want from this show. I think that's uh, been the, the strong conclusion so far. From this conclusion, if you ignore every single thing that I've said. <laughs> Look, Sarah, I only I only uh, soak in the memes that we talk about on the podcast. That's all. That's all that really lands. So we need to we need to get the anti meme Luca memes going. If you want to, if the if you if we want to remember that, you want to survive. Yeah. Uh, but no. Uh, yeah. Okay. The third most absurd scene is the first scene of the episode because we open the ep- we open. It doesn't make any sense. We open the episode with Ladybug and Cat just saving some random guy from falling. And then they pound it's it. Hang gliding. And uh, he says, flower delivery by hang glider wasn't the best idea of the century. Who are you? What are you talking about? <laughs> I think that's an amazing idea. I think it was poorly executed. Why, my second question is, why do Ladybug and Cat pound it after just saving random people? Like, isn't that a post? Because they're a team. Isn't that How a, a, a post-Akuma thing? Like, were they just both walking out on the street? Because... The- like it's, how been, did... it's been it's been implied that they sometimes like uh, patrol Paris, saving people. Like in uh, in uh, Dark Owl, like there's a little bit of that in the beginning, but we really never see it. So this was very weird to see them just saving some random guy from falling. Yeah, flower <laughs> delivery by Hank. Glad the show doesn't even try to be normal. Like it doesn't even try to make sense. Wasn't an indication, Dylan. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't want to live in a world that doesn't have space dumpsters and flower delivery by hang gliding. Really, space dumpsters are the ultimate sign of the show. Does has makes no attempts to make any sense. But this is a this is another example of that. And uh, please continue not making sense. It makes the show so much better. Um, when really we, yeah, I love okay. It so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about. Uh, we haven't even mentioned that this is this is a dual episode. This is the second power up episode, pa- miraculous power up episode of the show, and then it is also the second guest star episode. Uh, we combine <laughs> them into into two. Why? Because they are both uh, flimsy concepts that need other things happening in order to land. Boo, uh, sh- burn. Um, uh, this is this, uh, Philippe, Philippe is Philippe uh, Candelero, uh, Candeloro, the uh, French uh, ice skater who we all know, right? Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She's the totally. Olympic Olympic I French ice skater. You, yeah. You, you stand him. Man. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Elaborate on uh, his accomplishments. He skates very well. Yeah. He had uh, two bronze medals. I know that. I'm the real stand. Oh, did you Google it? I did. Obviously, I Googled it. I thought he was uh, fairly unobtrusive. The like, I think he was good. He's a good voice actor for this character. But the character, like, uh, relative to the previous one, where we had to have an entire scene of Marinette talking about how great she is. Uh, okay, mm-hmm. I, what I'm confused about. So they had like it was Laura Moreno who was in um, the, the rhyming one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, Mar- and, did she, did she, I don't th- yeah, did she do the French one? Is that the right. question? So, like, I don't think she did the French one. And I mean, right, so I mean, did I Philippe do the English one? Probably not. So, really, <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know why, but this, <laughs> they're doing this. It's it luckily it hasn't that. really been a thing that's mattered um, to the season. No one's it, called them out on it yet. We, no, us. We were calling them out on it. <laughs> like, just stop. Them. Stop doing the guest star unless you get. Um, I don't even remember. Already, Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher. Unless you get Ashton Kutcher. You can't uh, get him. Ashton Kutcher, yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, gonna punk uh, Adrian, yeah. That's the... That's... Punk April, well, I mean, like I mean, it. I mean, Adrian's been acting kind of like a punk, so... Oh, elaborate Hello. on that thought. <gasps> well, I mean, I don't we don't take, yeah, Sarah, we don't take kindly yeah. to bashing of Adrian on this podcast. I know, I If you've listened, we've never, we've, never done, we've never done that before in the history of this podcast, Sarah, so you need to elaborate on that, on that what? thought. <laughs> Cat is perfect, and we perfect, and we love him. And uh, okay, so the power of the ice power ups here. Um, okay, the um, bigger story. I so first off, I like that uh, Marina instantly knew which one she needed. Also, how did she know which color? Does she have a color coded guide in her pocket? So this is a, April correctly points out a very stupid element of this episode where we we get the accumulation. Marinette sees ice and instantly pulls out. Her, her, the correct her... macaroon. I want to see the episode no, where no, she's no, no. like, okay. I need the... one of these. I don't, let me get my guide out. I, I buy that Master Fu explained the blue one is is for ice. There was like okay. three I, blue I ones. That. Oh, there are three blue <laughs> ones? Maybe, okay, maybe I don't buy that. Maybe there are three ice ones in there. Maybe you need to prepare it for all situations in which like, Paris is, for, is frozen over is and you have to ice skate on it. Ice. This is for slushy <laughs> ice. This is for Sarah, <laughs> April, no. this is specifically for the situation where you need to ice skate over the entirety of Paris. Okay, like, got to get these power ups straight here. Um, All this does is get them ice skates. I don't understand why this. Can't they just put on ice skates? Why is this ice skates? Did you not see her tiara, Dylan? Look, okay, I look. You need a whole outfit to make it work. Also. That's the biggest story here, but it's not functional. Did the TR grant her any special ice skating ability? I maybe she can do flips. If you look beautiful, you ice skate better. It's it's science. Clearly. And also, okay. did you not see that the suit was a slightly d- a more pale red color? There was also fur lining to keep her warm, Dylan, so oh, she I doesn't didn't notice die. That. I, I saw like the ice, the snowflake pattern across the suit, which was oh, great. Yeah, there is also fur and a oh. high collar so she doesn't freeze to death oh, that, in this ice really world. Cool. Yeah, and uh, considering we're talking about Marinette's transformation, the best part is at the end she has the tiara and then she does the hand under chin move and smiles in yep. the last shot like the uh, like the cutesy uh, thing. Like uh, Marinette's never done that before. Why is she randomly doing that at the end of this transformation? It was fantastic though. She's on a date. She's trying to be cute. <laughs> <laughs> She's, oh, the, so that's how she wants to present herself to Luca so therefore Marinette yeah. and Luca are the OTP. But, but like, Luca's not saying. even around isn't he like frozen <laughs> somewhere like a human icicle what does happen to Luca and uh, Kagami during we don't ice know. I, I didn't think I watched this episode three times. I never thought about that before. Like, I just we don't we don't show them being frozen, right? Like I mean, at first, I was like, like what happened to like all the people? Like they're just gone, and then I realized that we see some of them frozen on a bench, and I'm like, wow, that's kind they're of all frightening. Dead. <laughs> they're just all frozen. Also. Uh, I can't remember what uh, chat's p- 
transformation pose was at the end, but I remember laughing out loud hysterically. Oh, well, how don't you remember? Because it's been seared into my brain. He, uh, it's amazing. He throws his arms out and like lifts upward as if he is like, uh, yeah, That's he's like. <laughs> And he's that's like, look at me. Like, uh, <laughs> that's been the fandom's number one reaction. This episode has been a cat's pose at the end of that transformation. Speaking of transformations, uh, how could we talk absurdity in this episode and not talk about, uh, the names of the Kwamis? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we got, uh, Stalactiki. Yes. Uh, and, uh, Stalactiki, transform moi. By the way, we got the transform moi. Yeah. Cause it's, we watched the French version. So much. <laughs> and, uh, so for, yeah, it's a, transform a twas at first it's tiki transform yourself and then tiki then transform me two-step yeah. transformation sequence. yes we got as four a, transformation sequence. and then uh more importantly we get plug la gla <laughs> he's wearing some ridiculous <laughs> thing too plug la gla transform and uh, okay so this is why you need to watch the english dub of this episode because it's somehow <laughs> even better in english what? April, i don't think you've watched it um, i did it i need to find this Plug, 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 in English is plug, plug, glacier, plug, glacier, transform me. Like, try, I guess he says, uh, claws out. out. Yeah. Like, plug, he's plug, glacier. That's a thing. Plug, glacier. So was Tiki. No, glacier. she was, she was, she was still, still like Tiki, but he was plug, glacier. Glacier. <laughs> I wish they would have kept plug, 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 plug. So that is. Probably supposed to be ice plug, so it's not even a direct translation. They just tried to do the alliteration, I guess, of it. Like, I had to make it sound cool. Plug glacier. Plug glacier. I expected him to be that in, like, at least some form of glacier in the original, but no, he's. Plug glacier sounds like. uh, It sounds like the noise you're making, like, when you're like. You're like chugging <laughs> water, water or something, yeah. Plug glacier, like I don't understand the mythology behind these power ups. Why is he plug glacier? Because it's like an ice thing, you know. Because it's an ice associated <laughs> thing. I wonder what it. What was it? Whenever they were the were they like water tiki, and then yeah, aqua aqua tiki. How can we forget aqua tiki? Yeah, and then we don't see Adrian transform in that episode. But that's he, right. Yeah, but here we get plug glug gla. Yeah. Plug, blah, blah. Yeah. Plug, uh, That's perfect. I yeah. love it. And it's, it's worse <laughs> in French because Plug's, we were reminded this episode for the first time, like 15 episodes, Plug's French voice is the worst. And it's like, uh, his French voice is amazing. <laughs> either amazing he or the like worst. He's an old man and it's great. <laughs> he's like so much more palatable in English, but he's, he's, yeah, he's talking about, mm, God, I'm there. Like, uh, it's like the, oh, that one line. It's like, oh, it's so crazy. Uh, yeah. Plug Glacier. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So, uh, they're ice power ups. Yeah. We, t- they basically just have ice skating abilities. I guess they can ice skate well, but I don't even think that's attributed to the power ups because they can, like, swing they from rooftops and stuff cold. in, yeah, I guess. <laughs> get a coat. Like, Tiki, no. get me a coat. Trans- <laughs> <laughs> Tiki, some ice skate. Like, what is it? Why? Hold on, least... Tiki. We got to stop in that coat store. <laughs> Where's the Burlington? 
<laughs> at, least, at least with the underwater, like let them breathe underwater, even though they already can do that with their miraculous, the, the is like the yo-yo and the thing. But it's the, here they, anyway, this was under, but the ice skating scenes I thought were really fantastic, actually. Oh, um, I loved them. Yeah. yeah. By the way, if you've only seen the uh, bad, like the uh, the English dub of this got like uploaded badly, and then the sound is off for the uh, ice skating like action part, mm-hmm. or at least part of it, and like that's the most gorgeous sound part of the episode. It's like because uh, you actually, get the actual like ice skating noises. Ice, yeah, I actually think the sound design on on the ice skating parts of this episode are like the best in the show's history. Like it's it's so fantastic. It like gives you the entire like aesthetic of like ice skating in this giant empty city. It's like really great. Um, by the way. Uh, just of note, we don't get the uh, akumatization in this episode until 13 minutes, 40 seconds into, into the episode. Right? This might be the latest. Uh, there's been some late akumatizations, but really, the uh, this episode knows its priorities. It is not uh, the uh, Frozer slash Ice Skater. That is not the, the, the episode's priority because he is buried in the episode. Um, also, hockey was super dramatic. and I loved Hockey? It. Wait, back up, April. <laughs> I give him nicknames. We've talked about Hawk Moth a lot. I don't know if you've ever called him Hockey before. I've called him Mothy before. Moth- he has many pet names for Hawk Moth. Okay, let's see. Hawk Moth is mostly irrelevant. By the way, Gabriel uh, reluctantly allows uh, April or also, uh, Gabe, I was Adrian very concerned out for Natalie in that scene because normally Natalie is the person who delivers like that terrible news, like "Hey, like you're supposed to be practicing piano." It never comes from Gabriel, so yeah, very I hands-on wanted, parenting for him. Yeah, yeah, I was I was very proud of him for taking an active role in his son's life, but I was also very concerned because where was Natalie? She was not in that scene at all and if she's normally like near or around she like in, in those types of scenes she's in, she in a montage earlier so she was there somewhere but um yeah it's uh not a lot of uh hawk moth to talk about except for this one line when he's defeated which one? Oh no and i, I think no okay see. you can tell you can say the other one i didn't find it relevant but i'll t- i'll give you the real hawk moth voice and then i'll tell you why it's different from luca um <laughs> Because of you, Ladybug, my plans were shattered as if they were ice. But revenge is a dish best served cold. So dramatic. Uh, April, grade his uh, ice puns in this episode. His ice puns were great. Um, On a scale of, uh, I gave it an A++. Um, he passed with flying colors okay. because but I really but enjoyed bias because he's our favorite. And we always give him a plus. Yes. But, but I really enjoyed also. He's what is it? He said a burning passion that leaves everyone cold. And I was like, yes, like, look at you. <laughs> you were like, yes, my burning passion for you. Hawk. <laughs> that's, that's what you're like. All of our burning passions for Hawkmoth, yeah. Um, this is this, Hawkmoth several times made puns about the the theme of the episode, but this this really brought up in my head like is he is Gabriel just sitting around like writing down <laughs> potential puns that he could say it's as Hawkmoth in his back. in his downtime? Yeah, he's like, he's oh, like, what, what if, if I create an ice villain? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, okay. Revenge served cold. Check. Okay, I got that one down. <laughs> Um, Gotta get that cliche line, yeah. yes. Uh, shattered as if they were ice. Ooh, Ooh. I like that one. Ooh. You know okay, how do, how, do, how do I open this? Okay, if it's ice, oh, let's do the contrast of a burning yeah. passion. Okay, yeah. okay. I, th- oh, I think he's just leaves. sitting around brainstorming. Like, how, he just thought he's, uh, must be a master wordsmith. He's coming up with these off the top of his head. Um, what, also, what he has no audience is another thing here. <laughs> So really, he's, he's just trying to he's trying to impress Nuru. Is he's trying to impress the uh, like uh, Nuru is uh, secretly uh, he loves Nuru. All the butterflies. Obviously, well, Nuru's his best friend. 
Yeah, I guess, I guess the the butterflies. Yeah, there <laughs> maybe he gets really like he gets really excited, and so at the end of the day, he goes to Natalie, and he's like, "Natalie, get, you'll never guess like the I had the perfect ending line when I was defeated today." Um, I talked about how they shattered, or <laughs> I'm gonna shatter their dreams like ice, and then yes. Uh, now that we and know that like, Natalie I'm knows so proud uh, of you. That's great. She like giggles. She's like, Geez, she's like hey, hey, Gabriel, that was so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Or that's, she's uh, like, oh Gabriel. Yeah. That's how she's she like, she call me hockey. Oh no. Oh no, April. April is writing her Natalie Gabriel slash fic. Call me hockey. Oh no. <laughs> Okay. Well, <laughs> okay, but okay. Get back so, to like, that later. In, there's a, in that montage, if you know, Adrian's trying to like ask for advice from different people, and there's the, yeah. the, that one bit where he goes in to ask his dad, but his dad, his like, but Gabriel's just standing there staring at the painting of, of Adrian's mom. Is that him just standing there, like, contemplating all of his puns? I think so. I think yeah. that's true. That's that, that, like, that's that was foreshadowing. He was preparing. You, th- you think for he's it. like uh, yeah. reminiscing on his dead wife, who he's trying to bring back to life? But no, he's really just thinking of all these puns. We can use exactly. She's yeah. a great inspiration. Yeah. Well, what if what if uh, what if Emily was just like said puns all the time? So when he's looking at his portrait, he's like fondly remembering all the puns she made when she was. Yeah. That's where. That's he's like, Adrian my gets- wife has the best dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's where, like, that's where, like, Cat Noir gets all of his amazing pun skills from. Because his mom. <gasps> it runs in the family. He's so, yeah. yeah, he misses his mom. Oh, wow. Yeah, because Gabriel only gives puns when he's Hawkmoth, so he, w- yes. he wouldn't have gotten it's- it from Gabriel. Yeah. Right. Okay, this is yeah. canon now. When we see Emily resurrected in and uh, this is, two this episodes, is how, we will- This is how <laughs> Gabriel will figure out that his son is actually... Cat Noir because they've never interacted as their other forms so they're going to meet each other and they're going to be like like Hawkmoth's going to be like my wife used to say something like that and then yeah he's going to be like you stole that from Emily <gasps> Adrian <laughs> that's how yeah. be, oh my god and wow. he'll be like happening he'll be like my mom had all the greatest puns until she disappeared and he'll be like what, what? like and the, but then he'll be like oh no 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 it was it was a different uh, different uh, disappearing mom yeah that, uh, and then no progression that's what'll happen. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So I don't know how we spend so much time on that. Anyway, it. they'll, they'll yeah. pretend like they'll daydream that moment, and then it'll it'll like they'll both snap out at, it at yeah. the same time. They'll okay. Like, let's talk about let's talk about the end of the episode. Um. So Adrian, uh, he's decided to not change targets, even if it means he's going to keep failing. So still uh, pining over Ladybug, and Kagami says, "The day you realize you've your your target wrong, I'll be here." And then. Looks at Marinette. So he's she's like aware that it's uh, or okay. She thinks this is important. She thinks he's pining over Marinette. Yeah, Kagami. That's something the episode's very explicit about. It's kind of subtle because in our heads, um, Marinette is Ladybug, but to Kagami, that's not true. Obviously, so um, she's she's thinking that Adrian likes Marinette. So that's that's because he does subconsciously. Well, yeah. obviously, but um, it, <laughs> he, this is he furthering. Got excited when he, he when she he was like just me and you like. I mean, he didn't say it like that, but oh, he said it like that. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's so basically everyone thinks that Adrian likes Marinette except for Adrian, right? Because all also Marinette's friend group was like, yeah, oh, he definitely likes you. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, that should be noted. Um, and then ki- kisses him on the cheek after that. Yeah. Was that just a French uh, goodbye, or was it romantic? What do we think? I think it's like one of those like 
I don't know. Like it's like a an intimate friend thing. Way, I don't think it, it was just being. April, the way you're saying it, it feels like you're not shipping Kagami and Adrian. And how dare I mean, you? I I am. She is okay. very much into him, and he likes her. He's just very distracted with Ladybug. He can't yeah. help it because Ladybug yeah. is amazing. Yeah, no one. I mean, no one can help it. Um, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it, Sarah. What was your reaction to Kagami kissing Adrian on the cheek? Was, you know, it's it's again, it's Kagami being you know doing what she wants. Like she she wants Adrian. Or at least she, and she, she does. She knew and she that it would it. also upset Marinette too. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. No, she 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 knows that it'll make Marinette jealous and want her. So okay, okay. To defend Kagami, <laughs> I don't think Kagami wishes any harm upon Marinette. I I, no, I think she is no. very uh, respectful of Marinette the entire episode. Um, I don't I don't think she's doing this with intent of of uh, making Marinette jealous or anything. Um, I think she's just being her assertive self. And um, she says, the day you realize you have your target wrong, I'll be here. Yeah. So she's like, um, the day you come to your senses and realize I'm the best. I love it. Yeah. Like I'm obviously the better choice here. Yeah. Yeah. But she'll have moved on and uh, be dating. I don't know. There's no other second best guy option at at school. So who are we even, uh, who's she aspiring? We only know of like uh, five five guys in Marinette's 13 person class, right? Um, Kagami's not in their class though. Is she? No. She's at the school though in a different class. Aren't all the guys taken? Like. Is everyone in her li- Max. Max is not taken. <laughs> Max, uh, is, oh. Max is free. No, no, yeah. no. What about no, Robot? Max yeah. and what's his name? Oh, the um, robot. No, 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 no. No, the guy, the... the Who? Kim. Oh, okay. oh yeah, Kim. 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 Oh, yeah, Kim and Kim. I forgot. It's been so <laughs> oh, long since we've had yes. them on an episode. Yeah, Zombie Zoo. They're, they're together. Okay. Where is um, Kim? Yeah, okay, Luca, Luca, the Luca climax. Um, Luca says, I think you have something to tell him. And then um, Marinette kisses him on the cheek and then runs after Adrian. But kisses him on the cheek first. He also kisses him on the cheek. It's like a very, like, friendly thing. Like, like thank you for being an amazing friend. Here's a kiss on the cheek. Yeah. Friends can do that. Yeah. Uh, did you guys read the room, guys? It was very <laughs> romantic. Uh, duh. I mean, obviously. Cause she after they just like intimately him. ice skated together. Um, I think it's like, Mary- that, it's like that. Um, what is it? Where it's you're like it's like one of your. Okay, I can't think. I can't use words because I'm I'm so hyped up right now. Um, yeah, about it's Luca. whenever yeah. you're being April. Respectful. The way you feel about me is like <laughs> this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very excited music. Yeah, it's uh, it's whenever you're being like respectful of the other person's feelings, but you're also still kind of like but hey i have feelings for you and you i'm just leading you on just a little bit i'm giving you a little oh. something a sneak peek yeah i definitely don't think marinette intended it like that no um, probably she's not she's too, a sweetheart too, too, too pure yeah um i don't think she's like uh is, is capable of that but she's i think it is up for debate whether marinette has any sort of feelings for luca I think um, she does. I think it's one of those like situations where she just doesn't want to admit it. So, so yeah. So does she? And she's trying to suppress it because she thinks she should like Adrian more, or um, is it that she just thinks that she should have feelings for a guy like Luca? And it's like, oh, Adrian is I, like she's very defeatist about. It. Actually, we're like almost an hour and we haven't talked about a really important line from Marinette. But um, they, she just she just doesn't think that she's like uh, pessimistic about being with Adrian. So she's like, oh, I should be with Luca. He's like this dreamy teenage boy, and uh, he likes me. So um, yeah, I, I think it could be either. 
I think Sarah, it's, I think it's the latter. I think it's that she thinks that she should like him because he's all you know. I'm so charming with my music and emotions, and she thinks that oh yeah, well I mean he's so and he's so nice. So this is the guy that I should like. Yeah, I think in, in all seriousness, I want to think that that's true. I do think that the episode had two moments which maybe contradicted that. Um, one was on the boat when she is kind of uh, dreamily looking at him. Uh, yeah. When he's doing his music. I mean, she could have confused, conflicting feelings. Right. I mean, I'm not, saying, I'm, not saying it's, I'm not saying it's definitive. I'm just saying, like, I would definitely, if supported, believe that she didn't have feelings for him. The first one was on the boat. The second one was when they are ice skating. She does look over at Adrian, but when they get into, like, the background seat, like, the background changes to the nonsense. Um, like, she is pretty, she, she like, seems, she has, like, she seems really into it. Yeah. Yeah. She has, like, a moment where she's just, like, not into it and then that's like when it's it's very like subtle this the show sometimes does things with like faces where you can see their expression very subtly and so um like you see it in her face where it like changes with her eyes and that's whenever like the background changes and it's more so like it's just me and luca and we're doing all of this amazing skating kind of situation so yeah. I guess that the, the third moment would be when she reaches up first for Lucas hands. And yeah. then uh, who, whose hand, whose hand should I, uh, two, two cute boys, whose hand should I? Re- okay. So that was Which the stupidest scene. When do scene. I pick? Yeah, that was the stupidest <laughs> scene I've ever seen. Are they both um, hiding on me? Yeah. Uh, no, she, again, she would not think that. So here's, uh, here's a really important thing with, Mar- with Marinette's view of Adrian's, um, this is probably, we probably should have led with this like 10 minutes in, but here we are. <laughs> Um, Marinette's, uh, we, we had important Luca impressions to get to earlier. So, um, Marinette's, uh, feelings for Adrian are enumerated, like how she's thinking about, um, the potential of them being together. There's, uh, she's talking with her friend group, which I loved again, being in this episode. Um, they're all fantastic here and, um, they're giving her ideas how to get out of the ice skating thing and they're supporting like, no, you're deaf. They're the biggest shippers. They're the biggest internet. Yeah, what is what was wrinkle? Okay, I don't. I didn't write it down because I didn't want to get caught up on this. But wrinkle migration. For, okay, anyway, um, from uh, Mylene. Like, what are you talking about? Okay, uh, I didn't. Was that a translation? Was that a translation thing? On the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a, that's a good one. Yeah. Okay, so here's here's the quote. Here's how Marinette views. Um, her relationship with adrian she says uh, there's nothing going on between adrian and me i can't even speak him, speak to him normally so can you imagine me going on a date with him no i think we're made to be just friends in the end i can tell because when i speak to him as a friend i almost don't stutter it's a sign isn't it um no i no, girl come on uh but no it's i think this was incredibly fascinating by the show to comment on marinette commenting on her own stuttering because this is something we've discussed i love when like we discuss something on the podcast and then the show also characters in the show also comment on it like that's why it's very rewarding like we've discussed how marinette is stuttering lesser on adrian that's been a constant theme and here she re- recognizes it but she doesn't think it's because she's more comfortable with him and that uh they're that they're like going closer she thinks it's just because that's when she's interacting with him as a friend she's more comfortable as opposed to when she's interacting with him romantically but it's it's so strange because her like i guess conversations like so what her randomly like running into him that's a romantic interaction but it it kind of makes you question like what she defines as a romantic interaction and what she defines as them being like friends and being Mm -hmm. close because the only time she ever really like stutters lately it seems is like whenever like He's there suddenly to her, if that makes sense. So, or yeah, maybe I'm yes. like, 
I'm like, yeah. maybe I'm super like off on that, but it seems like it's only whenever like she runs into him because she's late to class or I don't know. And she so literally she's like surprised by his appearance. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like that's the only time we a, see her not, stutter it's now. Un- and it's unexpected. Sarah, yeah. buy or sell Marinette's explanation of uh, when she stutters around Adrian. Um, I, I, I kind of buy it. I think when she's, she's gotten, she's so in her own head when she's thinking about Adrian and how much she likes him and how, and all of that. And then when she sort of gets out of her head and she's just treating it as if it's a normal situation, talking to a friend, then, then she's more confident and she's able to express herself more clearly. So I I can see how, like, I think that is a pretty like insightful self-awareness that she has, but that doesn't mean that, you know, it, you know, again, that doesn't mean that she shouldn't like go on a date with him because she can't talk normally. It means that she just needs to get out of her own head. Yeah. I, that's great. Uh, great point, Sarah. I, mm-hmm. I, I think that it's, it's, it, Marinette's close, but this is, this shows how Marinette views Adrian. Like it is true that she stutters when they're interacting as friends in her, it doesn't stutter when they're interacting as friends in her mind. It's it's about the way she perceives their interactions. If they're mm-hmm, act, totally. if they're interacting normally, she's she's okay. She's not nervous when she perceives it as a romantic circumstance. Maybe like April said, when it's an unexpected like uh, happenstance, like uh, kind of society drills these like uh, quote unquote romantic moments uh, in, in, into us. Like maybe she views those as as things as something that should be expected to be romantic. That's when she's flustered. Is when she's viewing him from this crush guise. And I think that this really shows that Marinette needs to move on from mm. her crush on Adrian. Hot take, Marinette needs to stop crushing on Adrian because it's not – her, her her friendship and bond with Adrian is not – her, that that's the that's the part that we ship. That's the romantic part. That's the Adrianette. It's not her pining over him as a model in her class without actually interacting with him. These or are while kind eating of, yogurt. While eating yogurt <laughs> that one time. These are kind of um, irrational feelings that are not based in the reality of their interactions. They have an incredible dynamic. But in that's she she still has the separation in her own head of oh here's Adrian just he's a just he's my friend at school and also he's like uh, this gorgeous boy that I have a crush on she needs to get that part out, out out of her own mind and just view him normally and have them develop a romantic bond normally and that's that's when she interacts normally and best with him is is when she's not uh, thinking about uh, him as having uh, she's not thinking about having a crush on him yeah and this is this is not a hot take because we've we talked about this before that um, Marinette Marinette's you get get over this crush like it's it's not healthy you know these types of things aren't uh you know these are these are silent ingrained things they're not really uh productive here um but i think this episode does an incredible job of enumerating that with the speech that she gives she's almost there in realizing it yeah well and it's it's interesting too like because you like her like it's almost like everyone realizes it except her because even her friends like they have that moment where they all look around the circle at each other after she gives her speech and it's like they like they know and it's it's kind of one of those where it's like it's almost so obvious that like it like why hasn't it slapped her in the face so, you know what i mean yeah and i she it, she does have this block in her head like she doesn't uh she doesn't understand the legitimacy of her of her bond with adrian like her friends are like no you guys are in love we see it 
and they're being supportive friends. But also, Marinette, I think, is just uh, she she just has a hard time because of the lack of confidence with him. That she she's a hard time seeing that they're really um, they really are close and they really are in a very normal position where they could start dating. All she would have to do is ask him out. It would be extremely normal. Um, like uh, she, she's one of his closest friends. Like um, and he recognizes that. So um, she just she just she just needs to understand the legitimacy of the bond they have and of her as like a figure in his life like she is a really important to him and she needs to see that i don't yeah, think I, oh go ahead no i was just to say i completely agree and i think you know she needs to you know take a look back and you know like like he trusts her so much like he he goes to her and opens up about his feelings and he's totally yeah. vulnerable mm-hmm. and he doesn't really like you know we have that those scenes of him looking around trying to find somebody to talk to and he doesn't have anyone and she's the one that he decides to confide in and i think it's so important to let like to show how this is bringing them closer as friends that he is trusting in her um yeah, and, look, and, that's, yeah. that's... And she, she, well, the other thing, too, is she points that out, too, when she's talking with her friends, she, you know, because they're just like, you should just cancel. And she's like, well, no, I can't because he's my, fr- like, he's my friend and I can tell that he needs me. And so I think that it's it's one of those things where I don't think it's like, again, it just hasn't quite hit her. And I also feel like the fact that Adrian, like, is so well known, like doesn't help the situation because it almost sets up like that precedence that like Mm. he's famous so i have to like fawn over him and just because like he like his dad's you know this huge designer and he does all of this modeling and x y and z then that means that he is instantly unattainable for me and it's almost like she's um she feels or no like it's like she's convinced herself that it doesn't matter because he is this unobtainable object and part of I think a lot of that comes from the fact that he you know is so well known he's famous I mean all he has to do is post a picture on social media (laughs) but I mean like but like I think that like it that doesn't help her situation either so yeah these these yeah these are two great points and the episode reminds us of that April because uh, we see the billboards in the beginning when Marinette points Mm -hmm. out that I, I couldn't imagine a world without him here's all here's all the ads of Adrian I think the episode is aware of this viewpoint and um sarah great point with the uh he's she's she's the one that he goes to after we see all the people in his life and she he ends up at marinette and confiding and he doesn't feel comfortable with anyone else that's actually why this is a great episode like it's there's this depth behind this romance romance melodrama because we see adrian marinette is a really important adrian person to adrian and he's the one that she's uh She's the one that he's confiding in, and yet, Mar- and then we see the contrast with that, and Marinette not recognizing that later in the episode. So it like really just lays out their situation in season two in in, cre- in tremendous depth. I think, um, yeah, I think that's that's kind of the backbone of the episode is is the Adrian and Marinette how they view each other and their dynamic, and uh, that's what's supporting this into into being like a, a legitimately great episode. Yeah. Okay. There's your good analysis. Let's go back to the social media <laughs> posting. Um, so. <laughs> Actually, before that, um, we 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 didn't talk about uh, the the ice rink date. There's this one part with uh, Kagami and Luca. This is very central. Luca is um, Luca like holds her, holds Marinette's hand to take her to the ice, and like catches her, and then Marinette like ties her shoelaces together, and then Luca unties them, and then ties them correctly. I think is mm-hmm. what happens there, and then. Um, 
I'm unsure if this was intentional, but Adrian, I think it isn't. Adrian notices that that ended up in a romantic scene for Luca and uh, Marinette. So then he comes over to Kagami with his laces untied with the intention of instigating a romantic scene. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Is that what it was? Because I it's, really it's a little not clear, but I think that's what he was doing. He was, he was like, oh he romantically tied her shoes. I should do this with Cogni because he's like, how do I interact romantically with Cogni? I don't know. So then he comes over with his lace untied and he's like, oh, you silly boy. You don't know how to tie your shoelaces. <laughs> That's exactly what Kagami wants. He wants this like stu- stupid cute boy to nurture and then she, she ties oh, his laces adorable. and then... Oh, you're so pretty, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, that was the perfect move for Kagami. Like, just be helpless in front of her and let her be assertive. Yeah, that's what she, that's what she wants here. And then she, hey, yeah, she takes his hand onto the ice and they're all holding hands by the way cat and ladybug are holding hands when skating through paris too. i know it was um, so cute <laughs> yeah i wanted to Love put that it. analysis analysis out about adrian's move there i don't know if this is an accepted thing but I, that was well, my it it took me third viewing to understand adrian's uh, date move with dang. the shoelaces well i i, I what is it because i noticed almost immediately because like adrian asks marinette for like advice on like mm. how to talk to her and do this and that and then i think it's great because everything that luca tells him he he is also doing at the same time with mm. Marinette. So he's like he's like, watch me as I do this thing that I'm telling you to do with your lady kind of situation. And then Marinette like falls for it too, which is even better. And it's like like he was like teach it was almost like Luca was like trying to teach like Adrian. He's like, watch, you know, like I'm gonna steal this lady from you while you think that you're gonna go impress Kagami. Like, good luck with that. It was almost very like, um, I don't know, show offy. That's the right from word. Luca. Yeah. No, no. He's he's a sweet, innocent uh, child. <laughs> April, you think I'm like deceptive and I can show off? No, in my in my pure heart, it's like. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So I wish last I had like w- random guitar sounds on my. Yeah, phone we need to get so that on the side. Play soundboard. Yeah. Um. Last week we established that uh, the Kwamis have Instagram accounts. That's right. Correct. Yes. Okay. This week we see more social media because Adrian uh, posts a plug for Philippe's uh, rink after. We, okay, we didn't even talk about the mayor in this. Okay, we've got. Oh my god. Yeah, and uh, we see Adrian's social media feed. He is following. Marinette, yep, Cannon, uh, Alia, Nino. Okay, sure. Wayam, Wayam. He's following <laughs> Wayam, the Adrian yes. fanboy from Gorazilla. Because Wayam's the best character. He also he realized Sarah. That okay, the, hold on, Sarah. The why email is Wayam? He gave him was wrong. Was real, yeah. <laughs> Sarah, why is Wayam good and Luca bad? Please. <laughs> that I don't get that one. Because. Corsilla, he helps save the day. He's useful. Okay, we just gotta. When are Look, we gonna? Luca also Luca? helped save the day. Yeah, Luca because she you... pushed Marinette to go talk to Adrian at the end of the double date. Okay, maybe I will give him just a small amount of credit for that. For, for telling Marinette, yeah, to go to, yeah. I mean, come on. That's saving um, the day. Yeah. Okay. So, I. Uh, Adrian's social media feed. So we don't know what what social media this is. Um, we think it's maybe Twitter because uh, it doesn't also look the same like as Instagram. Yeah, but Kwame's the the Instagram thing was definitely last episode. Um, they yeah, need a new social media this time. Also, Wham is like posting a photo of like a hamburger. 
Like, I guess that's what he's. No, that's Instagram. No, but but Marinette's post doesn't have a a picture associated with it. It's a combination of Twitter and Instagram. We just well, you can post pictures on Twitter. You can post like uh, I think it's just Twitter. Anyway, um, what's what's uh, Marinette's? uh, Let's what's Marinette tweeting about? Like, um, I don't what. About to go on this super hot date at the ice <laughs> rink. Yeah, going on hot date with Luca. Wish me luck, winky face. And then at Adrian, the, Adrian at the ice rink. At the oh yeah, hopefully at, at things tagging, don't yeah. fizzle out. Yeah, and then uh, Adrian's like, "Wow, good luck. We're all rooting for you." Like, oh, yeah, okay. He sends yeah. her a DM. I thought you were gonna help me score with Kagame. <laughs> How yeah are they are they like DMing each other on Twitter now like what like what's the extent of their like they follow each other what's the extent of their social media interactions now they they're in a this is unexplored fanfic territory people <laughs> they follow each other on Twitter I need the DM Twitter fanfic like how have we not gotten that we do need I think I think there's like some like super probably, subtle flirting going on and they don't even realize they're doing it oh well that's of their entire course. relationship so, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So. Okay, back to the top. Let's go over the unexplored moments. Uh, well, okay, we, we talked to the reference to the mayor. So uh, Philippe is uh, trying to sign people up when they're skating because uh, the, um, the coming off of his strong appearance in Maledictator, the mayor has a initiative to shut down this ice rink in order to make a gym for Chloe, is, uh, is what he's doing. No, for the citizens of Paris. Oh, but for the citizens <laughs> of Paris, yeah. And he, he, he dictates Philippe to sign one person up within 10 minutes or else he's going... Don't you have better things to do like, than go? That's an impossible goal. He clearly saw. He was like, "Those four kids are on a double date. They're not going to want none of this nonsense." Philippe, if you get is- one of those kids, he knew he was setting him up for failure. I think yeah, the mayor is did. now in on it with Hawkma. <laughs> <laughs> wow, conspiracy theory with the uh, <laughs> with the mayor, uh, with Mayor Andre. Yeah, he's uh, this is this is actually the stupidest part of the episode. It feels like you know it's the shoehorned in. It uh, feels squad, very yeah. season one. Yeah, but it it was it was fairly unobtrusive. I would say it's like it's like whatever. Um, he's yeah. trying to sign everyone up, and then the best part is when uh, Kagami Adrian's like, "Oh, I I wanted Marinette here to uh, teach me how to uh, ice dance," and Kagami's instantly like, "You don't need her for that," and then like shows off like these pro. <laughs> moves like okay come and then Philippe's like you're awesome come join me like i will train you you will be amazing yeah. that was a, actually a legitimate setup for him trying to sign her up like I oh know. you're actually talented I should. and then the rest were like uh oh uh, you're a person you should sign up um, <laughs> i see you have legs and there are skates on them yeah sign up. <laughs> also marinette says she's too busy no one calls her out on that like what are you busy with marinette what do you even do no, nothing. We're not. We're not calling her out on. on? He okay. watches that uh, Adrian perfume commercial. Yes, the, clearly that's what we over naturally established. Uh, okay, so she's Adrian, saving the hang gliders. Yeah. Well, no, but that's uh, they don't know that though. Yeah, they, that's that's what she really does with her time is saving uh, stupid people in Paris who decide to hang glider delivery. But I would have uh, just we, said that. I would have yeah. been like, look, I got better things to do, like save dumb hang gliders. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. Uh, we see there's this moment when Adrian sees all the couples in school to like remind him that uh, th- that uh, he's like down on his luck with love. And uh, the, here's our established couples: we have Mark and Nathaniel. Uh, <laughs> immediately, uh, Ivan and Mylene come in, across the screen subtly. Um, you have Alia, Nino, and then Rose and Julica. They're my favorite. 
Obviously, they're all our fans. This is like this is, I think, actually the one of the more explicit things the show has done with queer relationships. Like we're showing all the couples next to each other, and Rose and Julika are displayed clearly next to the other romantic couples, and so is Mark and Nathaniel there. Yep. Oh. That was like that was a, that's a Mysticons move. If you like, they they constantly do that with portraying the the queer relationship next to the the two straight relationships, and um, this is really legitimizing of of the queer relationships. And I think the show again is constantly portraying Rose and Julika as being a legitimate romance. Narc and Nathaniel, that's new. I don't think the show had done that to a like. They're on my watch list now. Like the end of Reverser, I think yes, but it was not as overt as they've been with Rose and Julika. But here, they're I think they're officially canonizing them into the canon of couple. Yeah, that's how that works. Um, yeah, uh, Sarah, you were hyped for Mark and Nathaniel. Yes. Oh, obviously. I mean, come on that that reverser episode. They, you know, we knew that they had to get together after that. And they're hanging out, writing comics, and sitting very close dancing. to each other on the stairs. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's see what else we haven't uh, hit on here. Um, oh yeah, here's another line from Plug. Well, pretty boy, a new suitor. <sighs> okay, Plug. <laughs> Okay, blog. And then he talks about the Canberra, yeah. Um, oh yeah, this, I wanted to say, if he weren't, if he weren't here, would it be different between us? Honestly, I can't imagine a world without him. Uh, I just want to point this out as subtle foreshadowing for the Adrian death at the end of the season. Coming yeah. soon. Coming, coming a soon. World, a too. world without him. Adrian, there will be a world without Adrian because he will be the consequence they, of the they, combination wish granted by Gabriel in order to bring his wife back to life. Adrian dies as a consequence, a cliffhanger for season three. And they drive that point in even more because imagine like the constant, like they're setting up, I guess, even more of like, uh, it. they're setting it up even more because Adrian is everywhere and they like constantly make it a point to show all of his like different advertisements like for the especially like the perfume it's i think we've seen it in almost every episode like the perfume advertisement um with his face and everything like that but they like the fact that they like zoom out show all of the posters once again i'm like yep adrian's gonna die this is the end r.i.p adrian I think this is like one of the biggest uh, theories in the fandom heading into the finale. I think that the show you could you could argue the show has done a lot of this. Like I, the Marinette said this before. I couldn't imagine a world without Adrian. I'm pretty sure this has been an explicit line. You can imagine this. You could you could argue this has been foreshadowing for a long time now from the show. I agree. Um, I, yes. I, I I'm not prepared for this. I'm already okay. upset. Well, get prepared. Finale is coming up soon. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I want, I, on a on a similar serious note, I want to point out that uh, the uh, Marinette calls uh, the the food items to feed Tiki magic caroons. Magic, um, or at least that's what the subtitle is. I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, magic magic caroons. Magic caroons. Um, what were they? The magic ladybugs. The magic well, Okay, <laughs> don't get me started on magic ladybugs, April. I have a lot of feelings about magic ladybugs. Okay? The magic um, ladybugs make everything better, don't they? Yeah, they do. Okay, another another stupid part is Marinette Lucky Charms for a bag of uh, salt. Oh. Okay, um, this is this is one of the moments that I had like a small problem with the episode because we get the bag of salt and I'm like, yes, salt melts ice, and then she's like, um, she's like. Okay, like, and then she just starts whispering the plan into it. Like, we didn't get the ladybug vision, so I felt super lost whenever they, there was like, no, there was no the- vision. Yeah, yeah that was no, very notable. It's obvious because the salt just this is the, this is the most obvious lucky charm. Oh, oh yeah. I'm in a I lucky charm. Oh, uh, 
but then uh, we're gonna a, t- a tissue how is this gonna help me solve no it's obviously it's a bag of salt because you solved the ice that's been melt all the pairs this is the most straightforward lucky charm ever it's straightforward but i didn't like the part that i felt lost was was when we started randomly moving like a ladder and then a car yeah i don't know how we really use these and i'm like what are we doing like i was like okay i understood the bag of salt like that i I guess it was it was adrian salting to get the ladder free because we had to like we you you like flung the ladder in order to put him in the air and then um cataclysm the skate i wish Um, i could at least seen that the plan involved the ladder i feel like they may have we've we've established that april is very uh attached to ladybug vision i Um, am i like to know what's going on do you you think they tried to do it and like couldn't animate it in time or something is that what you're saying that's what that that's my guess is (laughs) because there's like this episode has already taken two years to make cut the ladybug vision like uh, that was like the hardest part to animate well what is it they were just put some dots on things already like done the ladybug vision it was the last thing that they were waiting on and then at the end they were like this episode is uh 20 is 24 minutes like we have to cut something and they're like well we have to keep the transformation sequences so clearly we need to sacrifice ladybug version and they're like the fans will get it what we're doing with the ladder and the truck yeah whatever and it didn't really matter yeah oh there's a truck i don't even know (laughs) what It, it doesn't it half the time it doesn't make sense anyway so who cares whatever at least, like, at least whenever it takes place i'm like oh i get it now i did not get that moment i was like i guess this is what we're doing yeah is that those were the least notable parts of the episode but i still think were fantastic all the the action ice skating parts um except I for you the, know the- i also really um liked the uh what frozer i guess his design even though in yeah, the, he looked really cool, actually. Yeah, he looked super cool. He looked like ice, and like my, there was like one point where like they have like the like the glare kind of from the light that like shines off him, and then you can see sort of like that like ice texture on his skin, and I was like, mm. okay, I understand why this episode took so long. I get it. I see. Okay, you. Yep. you know <laughs> what I like about Frozer? It's that he doesn't have a ridiculous catchphrase. Yes. By the power vested in me, <laughs> you will join my ice rink. Yeah. Um. Also, okay. Also, can we talk about the fact that uh, chat was like, I'm going to go with my feline instincts and I'm going to observe and hunt my prey. And I was like, you already know where he is. He is at the Eiffel Tower. Why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I was gonna know that he does. He's, he freezes all of Paris, starting with the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> yes, obviously. and then yeah. and exactly, which was why I was like, "You already know where he is." Like Ladybug was like, "I'm going to the Eiffel Tower. I know where he is." And Cat's like, "I'm gonna observe him," and I'm like, "Observe him what? Hang out at yeah. the Eiffel Tower?" <laughs> like, you- yeah. Pro tip, Cat uh, and Ladybug, go to the Eiffel Tower first. That's where the villain is. Yeah. Okay. That's where they that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. Last thing I want to note is the music behind the uh, fake out daydream sequences. I think it's fantastic. Um, I thought that was like really great new music for the show. Um, yeah, I think my then, favorite music was like in that. Lucas, Lucas, Lucas music. When Lucas <laughs> played music. <laughs> Sarah, I know your your favorite music is what your heart speaks to me. <laughs> No. Oh no, that wasn't oh. it. Oh. <laughs> no, I, like I was trying to say. 
where I was so rudely interrupted was that it was it's one of that opening like about on like the rooftop where like they're having that conversation between Ladybug and Cat Noir and 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 like um, she's all like, oh, uh, you know, I can't imagine a world without him. I thought the, you know, the, there's piano and strings and it was just so emotional. I thought it was just really beautiful and great. Yeah, I think I think that might be. I think it's the same music at the end. Uh, we can double check that. But yeah, that, it might that, be. Yeah, the the, the, the daydream music exactly. Yeah, I think it's the really daydream. really great. Sh- should be noted. It starts uh, at the end during the Luca Marinette scene and then continues to the Adrian Park. Scene, right? so, hmm. uh, Luca Luca's included in that. Just, just, just saying. <laughs> okay, April. Final thoughts on Frozen. Um, Frozen was a great episode. I'm really like this was great. It was a lot of fun and um, I loved all of the drama. I live for it. And yeah, Kagami's still my girl. Plock's still my Kwame. <laughs> so you're so you're April. So you're saying if you could choose any Kwame that we've seen in the show, you would choose Plog. Yes. It's like the the last. He's last pick. No. Better, like it. better, like worse than Tiki. Tiki is creepy. Exactly. Tiki is at least like on the ball most of the time. Plog is sitting here talking about Ken on there. I'm giving him mad props for that. You're supposed to be in love with Ladybug line. It was like, a really good line. It yeah. was really yeah. good. It's the truth. Like okay. I was preaching to me and I yeah. bought all of it. Okay. So uh April's buying Plog stock, gotcha. Yep. Um Sarah, final froze thoughts. Yeah, no, this was a really, a really great episode. It, you know, it, it definitely was an emotional roller coaster. I loved all of the drama. Um, you know, Luca stands. Please don't hate me. I, you know, it's just it's my my opinion. Okay, you don't come for me. Guitar softly plays in the bathroom. Um. Anyway, but yeah. So I thought, and again, because it had such a great. Um, you know, there's all that drama, but it had such great sort of relationship building between Nern and Adrian behind it. I thought that was that, you know, I could, like we talked about before, it makes this episode really strong. My final yeah. thoughts are that I thought this episode spoke to me. And <laughs> it, the way I felt about it was... So, that sounded that like the violin. Did you pick up a new instrument, Luca? So you know, I play all instruments. April, it's just I just write new songs about girls do you want, all the time. Do you want to go ice skating sometime? <laughs> Only, uh, yeah, April. Let's go. You know, this, the sounds that it makes when I think about ice skating with you is miraculous. <laughs> no, that's it. Okay, um, okay, that's it. Thank. <laughs> <laughs> That's the final thoughts. Let us know what you guys thought of Frozer. Um, yeah, the, the, yeah, the song is uh, <laughs> it's a girl. I, I don't want, the, no, uh, I'm, uh, my name's Marinette. That's the song. Yeah, I'm just a normal girl from it. Yeah, that's the song that uh, it was written by. Life. Yeah, it was that written by Luca the entire time. Yeah, <laughs> okay, that was the joke. Okay, um, changes my whole opinion of the theme song. <laughs> Wow, you don't even, you don't even, that won't even make you appreciate Luca that he wrote the theme song. Okay, okay. Let us know what you thought of the episode in the comments on YouTube comments. Um, to, 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 to come Love to our Discord, overlandimated.com slash Discord. Yeah, got, 
tell us uh, why you love Luca in the comments and uh, support us via Patreon, patreon.com slash overly animated. Thank you to all of our current patrons, especially our page of the podcast, Saga Torres. And thanks as always to our Patreon producers, Genre and Steve, Alex and Hugh. Yeah, they speak to me. And um, <laughs> we'll, uh, apparently, uh, the first part of the finale is airing on Sunday in Switzerland. So if that comes out, we'll be waiting for Miraculous Subs and then we will be covering that. We'll have to, but don't expect right away. We need good subs first. So, um, very excited for Catalyst. Yeah, that, that's that's the episode name. Um, and oh then apparently- no! <laughs> what 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 do you think? What, what does that make you think of? Because it sounds too close to Cataclysm. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't think of that before. Too hmm. close, man. Okay, we'll think about that. Mm. Too close. Catalyst. Catalyst for Adrian and Marinette's relationship. Hmm? Maybe. Mm. Or Adrian's death. Hmm. Wow, it's happening soon okay well, probably not in part probably not in part why one. do we have to end with that probably not in part one yeah um yeah it makes me feel like no okay chicken um but yeah that's adrian's death yeah luca's not okay so they that's it went way too long on this i think unsurprisingly this is like our longest this is our longest ladybug ever for this episode thanks for listening guys we'll see you next time bye bye bye, bye.